When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Bulletin. Let's welcome in a man who knows Greg Murphy well, knows motorsports very well, generally, uh, you know, drags Murph along for a ride. He's generally in the passenger seat. G'day, Stephen McIver. How you doing? <laughs> Drags Murph along. Yeah. Well, he'll have to be on his own next week, so I'm not, I'm not around. So, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm actually not thinking of supercars. I'm actually thinking of hopping on a plane tomorrow to Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. So, Hold on. What are you going there for? Uh, the, I'm, I'm the international commentator for the America's Cup again, pal. So they've got their second preliminary regatta. Uh, in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, in the AC40. So, never been there. So, a uh, little adventure awaits me. But I'll be keeping my eyes glued on the supercars run because I've, I'm intrigued to see what happens. Albeit, it's an incredibly outside chance for SVG to win it, Daniel. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, I'm just getting my head around Jeddah. It's, it's quite a nice seaside <laughs> city, right? Well, have, the have they got you staying in the penthouse? <laughs> have they got you, got you <laughs> sitting in the penthouse? Uh, yeah, yeah, nice, nice thought, mate. Yeah, really nice thought. No, I'll be in the palace, and I'll have one of the rooms in the palace. No, we're still we're parked right on the Red Sea, and it's right by the uh, uh, the Formula One circuit as well. So it's and uh, the Jetty Yacht Club and Marina. It's it's pretty cool, man. So it's there's and there's plenty of wind there too on the Red Sea. So uh, it should be a whole heap of fun. Uh, as I said, never been there before. It's so a little bit of adventure, uh, and it'll be dry and dry in all sense of the word. Before we talk the permutations of the Adelaide round uh, yeah. itself, just your own impressions of what this guy has done, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, from, from arriving on the scene as I've just painted the pitch, he was just, you know, just barely turned 18 when he made his debut way back in 2007, seen so long ago. Geez, just achieved so much. He, he is one of the, the greatest talent supercars has enjoyed over that time, is he not? Yeah, he is. I've just been looking back at some articles written about him, and, and, and the one word that keeps popping up is enigma. You know, and he, and he has said, well, at some stage, been a love him and hate him, but when I sort of dig, you dig a little deeper, he's only enigma to those in the sport, right? He's, he can be a love him and hate him sort of guy. You know, and I think essentially when people criticise Shane about maybe not answering questions or not being that sort of perfect, the Craig Lowndes sort of guy, the Scott McLaughlin sort of guy, I think the one thing a lot of people fail to realise is he's actually quite shy. But yeah. one thing cannot be, one thing cannot be denied. He is an incredible talent. I always joke with Murph that if you gave him a push chair or a pram, you know, he could race that thing anywhere and win it as well. He is an exceptional racing talent. 
And that was shown more and more in the last two, three years uh, when he hopped in a rally car, which his father, uh, Cheese, his nickname is, used to drive. He grew up rallying, right? And he hops in the WRC2 WRC car and in the Rally New Zealand, which returned, uh, you know, podiums in that WRC2 class. You know, he, he prior to that, he'd Gax Ridge, which was a, a two-day event that was put on out the back of Cleeton, an amazing setup. He'd come from winning the Auckland Rally and then goes and wins that. Uh, he goes and hops in a NASCAR. Uh, yes, the car now is similar to the Gen 3 he's been driving, brand new circuit, but things are different, a street circuit, and goes and shows one of the biggest formulas in America how to win a race at your first attempt. So when you look back at what he's done, three Bathurst, uh, probably only three championships, I can't see him winning this weekend. Uh, the, the numbers are too hard. I think we've been treated to one of the, the most, far none, forget the results, the most talented individuals we've ever seen, in fact, the motorsport world's ever seen, when it comes to an ability to drive anything. Supercars fans will miss him, will miss him, Kiwi fans especially. What about, you know, uh, the fish heads at supercars? It, it seems, is the no, relationship I, fractured there? The relationship fractured is only because of egos, egos and those that feel they're more important than the driver. And so I think because he hasn't towed the line, particularly being very critical of the new Gen 3 cars, and that he's struggled with them, they've gone, oh, well, because he's not winning, uh, he's going to be a pain in the bum. So the sooner we get him out of here, the sooner we can cover up all the cracks of the fact that the Gen 3 supercar was supposed to be a cheaper car to run, yet it's now more expensive. And that's why some cars like uh, uh, Tickford, for instance, are dropping down from core four cars to two cars and things like that because the numbers just don't stack up. Uh, look, it's in any sport like that's a game of ego. I think he just can't be bothered anymore. Look, I, I was fortunate to bump into him uh, this past weekend uh, heading down towards Topo for the first of the Super Sprint Motorsport News and Championship rounds. He, this, he prepared for this weekend by doing an annual event that he normally does by going paddock racing. Gets all his mates together. He's got, a, he's got a friend that gives him a paddock. They set up a course, and the rule is you've got to have a car that you can burn at the end of it. So he'd, he'd got this old Ford Falcon that was done up with this ridiculous wing and skirts on it uh, and the old Marcus Ambrose. And they basically go and paddock race. And it was muddy as hell. Cars get binned, and uh, that's what it is. That's how he prepared for it. So the fact that he was P22 in practice yesterday, I don't think he gives an eye to, oh, look, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he would love to win a fourth championship. But it was quite obvious when he won his third Bathurst, that was more important to him than winning the championship. But in saying that, every driver hops in a car, they get the red wrist, miss, and they want to win Daniel. So if he wins it, I can't look. If he, he's basically got to win both races and Kostecki uh, has got to basically not finish. If Kostecki wins one race, like the Saturday race tomorrow, all he has to do is finish last. So the fact of the matter is Shane's probably got to either nobble the other car that it doesn't finish any races uh, and hope that Kostecki just drives like mud and that's not going to happen, albeit having a mid-season slump. You see, the, the, what people fail to realise, if and you know the coulda, woulda, shoulda line, if they hadn't been disqualified from one of the races in 
Newcastle at the very beginning of the season when they had their call box that supplies all the stuff to call the call suit on the wrong side of the car. They lost 150 points there. The gap right now is 131. Go figure. Yeah, go figure. I just can't get over paddock racing. Sounds like paddock plundering. <laughs> this guy oh, destroying a paddock. The boys in their toys, much. eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're, like, their toys worth about two, two, two grand or a grand, you know. You're not allowed to bring anything ridiculous. So they're basically burned right. anyway. They're off, off to Metal Man. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so it is, a, it is a huge ask, no doubt about that. Stephen McIver yep. is with yep. us for the Bulletin. Hey, Formula One in Vegas, are you a yay or a nay in the end? I'm uh, not bad. I'm sorry to be difficult there. I was I was really upset. Like I was, I, I thought. I mean, the only thing that stood out to me was that blimmin' sphere. Oh, that was brilliant. I thought, if yeah, if it was just amazing. It stood out like dogs. You know what? And I, I just loved it. But the, the circuit itself, yeah, here or there. I mean, we talked about it on Sky Speed, and uh, it, it gave o- o- overtaking opportunities and plenty of them. I mean, you only had to watch Char- Charles Leclerc pinch again on the last lap or was the last corner, like Brazil, second place off Sergio Perez uh, or whatever, and, um, and do the job. So, yeah, it was nice. I think, I think some of these guys don't buy into it as much. I mean, Max Verstappen, of course, was moaning, and then suddenly he was singing Viva Las Vegas when he won the Grand Prix. I think they... I don't think we see pressures that they are on constantly. Here's a, here's a simple example. A friend of mine, when Leon Lawson was racing in Singapore, went to watch, had the opportunity to sit with his father in the garage. He said, it is so controlled that Liam, and this is one example, okay, of a driver who's not driving at the moment. He was timed. He had to, they, they timed his walk from the trailer to the garage to hop in the car. So he was only, only allowed a minute 30 to get from A to B. And that's one tiny bit of the amount of pressure that drivers run constantly. Every second is monitored. So for sometimes having a bad weekend and saying, oh, it's not much fun you know, because I've got to do this, I've got to do that, you sort of can understand it. Hey, uh, one of your other great loves, really interested to get your perspective on this, uh, the realm of rugby league and the Kiwis and New South Wales. Um, I'm clearly talking about Madge, uh, Michael Maguire. The story just lingers and lingers and lingers, doesn't it? Um, I I wonder where it ends. I I don't know how you feel where it should end. Both jobs, one job, no job. How are you feeling? I'm comfortable with both jobs, but the latest out of the Daily Telegraph overnight is that he's he's been given an ultimatum by the New Zealand Rugby League that you might want to dig a bit deeper on. It's either us or them, which I think. Which I think now there has been reports, as you would have seen, of so-called senior former Kiwis uh, saying it's not good enough because he's basically uh, grooming players for the kangaroo side. I find that incredibly small-minded, incredibly childish. Uh, it's you know the old them get us. You know we have. Coaches all over the world coaching different teams that are always going to play, you know, like the All Blacks, you get that rugby situation, Daniel, you know, the, the Joe Schmitz and those sort of people. And, and I mean, Graham, Sir Graham Henry coached Wales, for God's sake. You know, it's a big deal. Uh, it's only a part-time job, the Kiwis job, which he's got till 2026. The 
New South Wales job is now only a part-time job. And he's one of the nicest blokes running around. He's already shown what he can do with the Kiwis out of the blue, that one, which was fantastic in the Pacific Championship. I say, let him do it. But again, it's he mindedness Now, the, the argument could be said, you know, that where is the pathway for Kiwi coaches? But my argument is the Kiwis don't play that long, so where are the Kiwi coaches anyway? There are plenty around who think they're good enough, but at high performance level, it's a different story altogether. For me, let them do both. Just get on with it and stop being childish. You know, it just smacks of that, that pity us against them again. I'm a bit agnostic to it, uh, Stephen. I don't know how I feel <laughs> um, because because it's kind of, they are kind of part-time roles. We're talking about six games here, and I, I, I guess I yeah. can't move beyond that. And I, I think I understand that the people questioning, uh, you know, uh, your high performance, opposing forces, but surely then yeah. you've got two equally opposing forces. What would stop him working for New South Wales trying to get players into the New Zealand setup, right? If it's one way, it's got to be the other. Uh, yeah, it's confusing yeah. to me, but, Stephen. But, 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 you, but you, no, you're, you're, you're so right. You are so right. But again, we have petty attitudes that think, you know, all them against us, we've always got to have that one option. Uh, you go, oh, for God's sake, grow up. The world's changing. And the, the biggest problem is people can't evolve. They can't see it. The, you know, they're, they're constantly, they're, their eyes are clouded. Just get on with it. For the amount of games, what, three games a year, it's going to make a difference to the Kiwis? You know, oh, no, three games a year and he's going to be coaching kangaroos. My God, get a rest. Get over yourself, please. I'm with you completely. Let him do both. He's a good guy, he's good for the game, and that's the most important thing. Stop worrying about your petty politics. It's always about the game and the fans. And the fans. All right, Mr. McIver, good luck going to Jeddah. Um, enjoy the <laughs> racing, because it is racing these days. It's not sailing, is it? it, it you know, uh, no, no one's going no, 12 no, knots. No one's going 12 knots, you know, on a, on a brisk Wellington. You know, South no, Easter. No, come on, mate. It's racing. Well, no, no. When you when you're hitting forty knots, uh, that that is that is genuine <laughs> racing. And and I've got to be uh, be honest with you. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, stand on the race winning boat of the the, the last America's Cup in Barcelona because I was in. We did the first regatta in in, in uh, Barcelona, or just down from Barcelona in September. My God, it's hard not to understand that this truly is Formula One on the water. Uh, the it is it is a pure technological race but it's hard not to get addicted to it man it is it's pretty exciting so i'm all in baby first class all the way right Stephen. thank you for your time nah, travel well sadly no <laughs> <laughs> on the plane turning right and the kind is turning right that. when he gets on the plane <laughs> good on you yeah, mate right thank down at atc <laughs> <laughs> ATC, excellent seat, excellent. Very close to the bathroom. Thank you, Stephen. Have a great trip uh, to Jeddah. Yeah, straight, straight to the toilet. Uh, appreciate it. Stephen McIver there offering his thoughts on a couple of meaty topics. Um, I'd love to get your reaction. I, I continue to tell you, I'm sort of stuck in the middle with uh, McGuire. I really see both sides of it. Um, you may want to convince me. Um, may, maybe I'm getting just hung up on these so few games. Maybe that is not the point. But I, I keep coming back to if he's Kiwi's coach, why would he favour getting players into New South Wales when theoretically could he not focus on the same <laughs> the other way, if that makes sense? There's a very clumsy sort of uh, choice of words. I hope I've articulated that well. And Shane Van Gisbergen, um, motorsport fans, I, I certainly don't often um, you know, make a call for you to 
to join me. I'd love you to. 0800 150 How do you sum up the career? If this is indeed the end, uh, the door's always open for a return, right? But uh, nothing is given in the future, especially if he goes to North America and actually owns it. Um, th- that is quite a big f- uh, pond up there. Uh, and if he can swim in it, um, he'll be swimming in cash. Uh, I, I, w- I would think. I- I'd love for you to uh, join the program, uh, highlight um, the strengths of him as a racer, how much you've enjoyed him, the personality off the track, an enigma, as uh, Stephen McIver uh, reflected on having read a few articles. Uh, that seems to be uh, a line thrown his way. Uh, feel free to join us. Our number is 0800 But as I always say, it is open line talk back if there's something you want to discuss uh, this coming weekend. Feel free. Uh, I'm very much open to uh, taking some direction. 0800 And a reminder that all callers today uh, will go into the draw for our caller of the day. Eligible to win a prize um, of a balanced protein prize pack valued at over 150 bucks. thanks to Chemist Warehouse and their friends at balance. The time is 23 minutes after 9 o'clock. We will be back after this. Welcome in, Louis.